0: Well, hello and welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. Today we're discussing how words reveal the interior life of the person and how that is an awesome thing, except when it's not. We'll see you in a moment. Welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host John Mark Grody,
1: and I'm Teresa Grody,
0: and we're back with another conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. And we're thank you uh, for joining us again for this. Uh, today we're going to talk about about words and the interior life, and some of the, the vices that can occur when we uh, when that uh, that revelation, that self revelation, goes wrong or or is misused about another person. It's going to be a good discussion, I think. Here. Before we get to that, we want to tell you a word about our sponsor today.
2: Have you ever dreamed of visiting Paris in the fall? Seeing the beautiful Eiffel Tower lit up by a sunset, visiting and venerating holy locations of the Sister Saints of France in the Sioux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. This fall 2021, join select international tours with Claire Swinarski and Catherine Whitaker along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a -a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Join our friends at Select International Tours and Cruises with over 34 years of experience. They are the perfect company to help you experience pilgrimage. To learn more, visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. Bon voyage!
0: Very cool. And before we dig into the conversation too, I also want to remind you that if you go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, we'd invite you to participate in this mission uh, through a financial contribution. We're about bringing truth through beautiful media, and we're also a growing community uh, of fellow Catholics uh, who are are part of that mission. And so we invite you to join that mission, but also check out the Awaken Catholic app, newly launched, downloadable via the app stores. Uh, It's it's becoming really fun. I mean, we've got lots of people on there, great discussions happening, interact with the show hosts, give ideas, lots of neat stuff happening there. So you can get that at theawakenapp.io or download it from the app stores. Uh, I think that's all the stuff I had to say beforehand. So let's dig into this. Teresa, Gossip. you have wanted to talk about this for a while.
1: I have. I yeah. have wanted everyone to hear this particular thing that I'm going to say for like a decade. Ever since Andrew Reinhart, uh, fellow Awaken Catholic host, yes. uh, gave this talk to our Going Deeper group at the Newman Club at our like university. was like
0: forever and a day ago. It was
1: 2009. Whew. I wrote it in my notes. Yeah. So ever since he gave this talk, it was like one of those talks that changes It just changes your entire paradigm. Um, So his topic was gossip and slander, Mm. Um, you know, speaking to a bunch of college students. Um, But actually speaking to a bunch of college students before Facebook was what it is today. Sure. Sure. You know, it was just revelation about your own personal self. No news feed, no being able to share, you know, articles or things like that. Well, that's what's interesting,
0: too, about looking at this from so many years later is that, again, it it was a powerful teaching at the time. But then, you know, 10 years, 10, 11 years now since then, all the stuff we've been through as as a couple Mm -hmm. with all the stuff on the internet, like looking back and seeing that, yeah, you know, this is a, this is a really important topic.
1: It is. So thank you, Andrew, for the the episode we're going to present today that we stole from you. Um, (laughs) No. So, so the eighth commandment, right? Yes. Thou shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Right. right. Yeah. Um, And the catechism says that since God is truth. Mm-hmm. We are called to live in truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus teaches us that our yes needs to mean yes, and our no needs to be no. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are people who are called to live in truth. So um, the body—you're going to have to help me with this to make sure that I don't—I'm um, <laughs> not a heretic. Um, the body is a sacrament, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it means that it—the body
0: sacrament, yeah,
1: yeah—the yeah. body reveals makes visible something that is invisible. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is invisible that the body makes visible is our life, mm-hmm. our interior life, right. the fact that we have a soul and an eternal soul.
0: And that's, I mean, just before you can go deeper mm-hmm. on that, I mean, that's a bit of the theology of the body, John Paul II back here. You know, that was just so powerful for us at the time uh, at college there, uh, our whole community learning about the theology of the body, because that, that singular little bit You know this notion of the relationship of the body and soul Mm -hmm. we we are whole human beings and the body is not some extra thing but it's precisely this sacrament this this way of show yeah making visible what's invisible Mm -hmm. and so what you do with your body is so important you know it's part of your whole the language of your being the language of your relationships with god and other people Mm -hmm. involves your body At all times yeah Yeah.
1: and this particular topic um it kind of shows that the body though for rational human beings that the body is not enough Mm. to reveal what is invisible and so human beings have words like we have we have a rational interior life because we're made in the image of god you know animals don't have an interior life um the way we do andrew says Mm -hmm. animals feel pain but they do not suffer humans are able to realize that they are suffering more than they were before and that the pain could go on into the future, you know,
0: self-conscious.
1: So the, the reason creates an interior life and that interior life is expressed through primarily through our words. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and this was an important thing for me to realize that no one can take my interior life from Mm -hmm. me. I must reveal it just like, like we can't, we can only kind of grasp at God yeah. without him revealing himself to us. And in this way, we, with our own interior lives, we mirror God that we must, if we want someone to know what is inside of us, what is our interior life, we have to reveal it. And our words reveal that.
0: And that's a lot, a lot of what a relationship is, whether with God or another person, it is this self revelation of your interior mm-hmm. life, you know, and it's as a quick aside here you know it's important to and we're going to do, actually do a, an episode on this soon maybe a couple episodes from now about prayer and relationships but sometimes in our relationship with God we we make the same mistakes sometimes we make with with uh, other humans mm-hmm. whereas we don't really share what's in our in our heart our interior life we just say what we think they want to hear yeah. us say so we, get, we go and we and into prayer and we say a lot of pious things oh lord you're so good and thank you for all the. but we don't really say what's on our heart which might mm-hmm. be Gosh, why is life so hard right now? I don't understand God. Mm-hmm. You know, but like we don't actually share our heart, and that's what we need to do. That's what God wants of us. That's how we. That's what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. It's where you you reveal yourself to another person, and so this is such a precious thing. Words mm-hmm. revealing your interior life is such a precious thing that you you choose to to do with another person.
1: Yeah, and and almost all throughout history, with the exception of like celebrities and rulers, Mm. you know, people who are more to other people than you would normally be to other people. Um, Throughout all of Human History, we have revealed ourselves to other individuals or other people within our community. I
0: really thought I'd turn that off.
1: Sorry, he's got it. That is
0: the note that we're supposed to pray the Angelus. So uh, Mary, Queen of Heaven, hope of sinners, pray for us. Pray for us. Go on.
1: That's okay. Uh, I mean, yes. Thank you. <laughs> what was I talking about? I forgot. All throughout history, they can edit this out.
0: All throughout history, all throughout mm-hmm. history.
1: And so we revealed ourselves on a personal basis. Yeah. And obviously, I think I think you know where I'm going right now with mm-hmm. this is that we have kind of turned now ourselves into the celebrities or the kings mm-hmm. without any kind of training in the way that a celebrity or a king would have had a training of guarding their private life and making public what should be made public. Now, I mean, here I am. I'm sitting on a podcast and I'm revealing myself, revealing very intimate things to whoever may happen upon this YouTube channel or Awakened Catholic or the app mm-hmm. or whatever. Um and and actually I was reading Cardinal Sarah's book on silence. Um he talks about how um, we need, I mean, he uses very strong language, but that we have to be really, really careful about revealing ourselves and in not like, a, like an idle chatter kind of way, you know, that I'm just carelessly giving the interior thoughts of my soul to just anyone who, who right. which is hard for me because I'm extroverted mm. and I process things on the outside. Um, but thinking about how we live now in a time where it is more normal that I reveal everything about myself to everyone I meet. And there is a little bit of like, like you're breaking down vulnerability in some way. Um, But I remember the the day I realized that I was not going to go on my new mom friend's Facebook page. Like I was tempted to like look through her pictures. Like I was like, oh, I wonder what their wedding pictures look like. Totally benign. Okay. Like I wasn't, Going on there for gossip, or you know, trying to see was she always this skinny, you know, or like something, (laughs) something ridiculous. I was trying to think of something ridiculous. Um, But as I was looking at her own wedding, her wedding photos, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, this isn't mine. Like this isn't mine to have right now. I just had this realization and I was like, I would really prefer that we sat down with her wedding album someday and like she show me her wedding album and talk to me about her wedding day. And I do the same with my wedding album and my wedding day, because this just feels like I'm taking something that's not mine. Like she, I mean, obviously she put it on there publicly, Mm -hmm. but as the. As the person receiving it, I felt like she didn't intend for me to see it well, personally. And
0: that's the so we're talking about. We're looking at social media as kind of this leaping off point to discuss the subject mm-hmm. because that's that's this weird modern situation that maybe brings some of these concepts to the forefront. And in social media, it is media. But it's not social in the sense that precisely this this point here, the self revelation. There's many things you could talk about here in terms of privacy, in terms of. You know, there's many reasons one might be hesitant about social media. But the thing that we want to highlight here is that it's such a precious thing mm-hmm. to reveal yourself to another person.
2: Yeah.
0: And then that's what this this weird situation we have where we we might share on social media, but you're not actually sharing with the other person. You're mm-hmm. turning your self-revelation into material for that person to consume. hmm But that's different than sitting across from someone and sharing your heart with them or showing them your wedding clothes or something like that. Yeah.
1: I've actually started this, maybe not be applicable to whatever, uh, but I've actually started, I don't share a ton of like family photos on Facebook, Mm. not necessarily because of privacy or Instagram. I guess I have Instagram, but I don't really know how to use it (laughs) and I don't care to learn how to use it. Um, But I've stopped sharing things about my family to just everyone even though i i think i have people who we've moved into a a lot of different cities and friends that i would like to see these things Mm -hmm. but like i've started small like just sharing baby photos with that child's godparents like via text yeah you know or like via some way to get the email or whatever however Mm -hmm. whatever means i have to get it to them but just because i know that they will care and appreciate Mm -hmm. and not just consume because it's their godchild you know um
0: yeah, it's interesting because we're in the most socially connected era of human history with with the media, but it doesn't mean that people are feeling closer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we all we all struggle with the fact that it seems like real friendships, you know, real long term quality connections with other people are actually harder these days. And this this may yeah. be one of the reasons why. In that sense, that that we the the precisely the activity by which you build relationship, which mm-hmm. is this self revelation. We've put all these barriers between it or all these these replacements for, for that. We, that doesn't actually constitute that, that sharing. So I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: it's kind of awkward when you get with a friend. I noticed this the other day um, where he was starting to tell me, oh, I went here. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw you share that mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like the kill to the story. We're just like, oh. And he was thinking like, I think she already saw this. And so Mm -hmm. what do I tell about this? You know, like, like I, I really, it kind of like kills that, that revelation moment where we would have normally sat down and retold the same story to several different people again and again. Um, But now it's just like, did you see that I posted this on Facebook or did Mm -hmm. you see that I went to, and then that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we'll, I mean, I think we'll talk more about social media at different times, but I think, you know, the, the main point here that we want to at least begin this with is that it's such a precious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing with words, sharing, and not just with words. I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of language. There's body language. there's being in the presence of someone, but sharing yourself, bearing your soul, sharing your interior life is such a precious thing um, that we should take care to do it and to do it well and to do it with the people that we care to build relationships with. Mm-hmm. But then also that, that that's where we kind of want to go next is then what are the, because it's so precious, mm-hmm. what are the other implications of that, that preciousness, you know, of that activity? So what's next?
1: Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, well, so what Andrew says is next cool. is that Adam and Eve immediately after the fall began to slander one another. When they were asked to answer for their actions from God, they began to hide not only their nakedness, but their interior life as well, because they were immediately aware of the fact that they could be used by one another.
0: I love that moment of scripture. I think it's one of my favorite. When Adam becomes a total rat fink, he's just like, (laughs) God, this woman that you gave me. She gave me fruit and so I ate it. <laughs> the double blame on God and the woman, you know.
1: Yeah. But then the the you know the hiding and the covering. Yeah. The realization that like what you didn't realize before, which is that this person could use me. This person could. And actually like as as kids are little, they're like not only are their bodies sometimes naked, but their whole personality is just naked. Right. You know what I mean? Like everything about them is just like totally unabashed and vulnerable, like not even vulnerable because they don't even know what vulnerable is. They're just open, yeah. you know. Um, but then it's always really sad that moment when you see a kid want to like hide something from another kid because they're afraid yeah. of what that kid will say or think.
0: When they realize, yeah, the first moment they realize, oh, some someone might think I'm silly because of yeah. this thing that I like. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: I remember when like that time. happened with our first child. Yeah, some kid that. told him, he's like, do you like Paw Patrol? And some kid was like, oh, I used to, but Paw Patrol is for babies.
0: And, and he saw, was just like. He just saw the, <laughs> he's and been it, kicked out of the Garden of Eden. But
1: that's exactly, <laughs> that is exactly that um, yeah. that Adam and Eve moment where you realize that by the revelation of your interior life, this means that now other people can use that information Mm -hmm. in a way that you may you may Mm -hmm. not be intending when you're revealing it to that one specific person and i I mean i think we we know this when we get around people that are accustomed to gossiping Mm -hmm. um i I mean we've we've all been there Mm -hmm. but the person that you know you don't want to reveal something about someone else to because they like Knowing the thing and telling the thing, you know, um, and it makes it difficult. Then that person, I I've, I've, and we, we've all felt this in our life where you now become a person that other people kind of like hold back from. Mm -hmm. And you begin to see that you begin to see that, like this person isn't being free with me and it's because I'm not trustworthy, you know?
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll come back around to this at the end, but, um, as we explore this stuff, we can begin to see, you know, again, we're big on virtues and vices here. We can begin to see the virtues and vices, the habits that form around this. Either, Mm -hmm. either you make a habit of, of, Mm -hmm. uh, of a generosity, but also a modesty in terms of your, of your self revelation, you know, where you, you, you're, you're you're being careful, but also generous in your relationships to share yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that, that, that spiritual modesty corresponds to a physical modesty. I mean, that's why, on the physical side, why we wear clothes mm-hmm. and why we were modest, because again, that self-revelation of our soul, just like the self-revelation of our body is a precious thing, mm-hmm. not to just be done um, thoughtlessly, but to be done in mm-hmm. um, the right time in the right place in the right way. You
1: yeah, that, that's really interesting, equating it with modesty and dress, yeah. because you have this tension between modesty and dress where we should be able to get to a place Where you shouldn't be lusting after the woman, regardless of what she is wearing or after the man, regardless of what he's wearing. Um, However, you do have to gauge those scenarios. Mm -hmm. You know, I may be able to be more free with how I dress around certain people I know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I, I used to work at a bar you do (laughs) it's fun to be looked at by the other college guy but it's not fun to be looked at by the older married men Mm -hmm. you know and so you start to think about like you know maybe i'm not i'm not thinking that my my body is bad but Mm -hmm. i certainly don't want this particular person who might use me well that's you know in another way that i don't want to be used and
0: that's precisely like well i think like what like modesty as a virtue whether we're talking the, the spiritual modesty and speech you know or physical modesty that it's not about just like just keeping people from lusting after you mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of the minimum sort of thing the maximum though is that it's a protection of something precious
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that again it's precious to reveal your heart with another person
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's pre- it's precious to reveal your body with another person it's, fr- it's precious to be more free in your family with mm-hmm. how you dress or with your husband or with your, your spouse and so it's even if there's not necessarily an occasion of sin with other people again it's this precious thing mm-hmm. it's part of your relationship to reveal yourself to reveal your heart um i mean even think about in in language in different languages you have kind of formal and informal mm-hmm. um modes of speech well that's that's part of this and that as you get to know people a, a less formal speech reveals more of your heart, which, again, is yours to reveal. And it's such a precious thing for you to reveal.
1: You yeah, that's, I was thinking about that the other day because um, I read a lot of Jane Austen, Yes, as y'all know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was a sign of deep intimacy to call someone by their Christian name, yeah. you know, as opposed to Miss Thorpe right. or Miss whatever. I can't even think of a name. Bates. Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Bates. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a sign of great intimacy to call them by their first name, you know, Marianne, Eleanor, whatever. Um, and Father Mike Schmitz, mm-hmm. in his. Uh, you know, daily audiobook Father Mike oh, Schmitz's man. book, um, yeah, also so known good. as the Bible, <laughs> read by Father Mike. If Schmitz. you haven't
0: been listening to that, check out one it's of our amazing. sponsors, uh, Hallow. In their app, you mm-hmm. can listen along with Father Mike Schmitz' great podcast. Continue to listen.
1: Yeah, iTunes podcasting is like way too complicated for me, so I love the Hallow app, app for, for that reason. specific reason. Make sure to go ha- to Hallow app slash awaken awaken so that we get credit for sending you there and we can pay the bills. Speaking of paying the bills, <gasps> we'll get to Father. Make schmitz's anecdote in a second but you pay the yeah. bills babe
0: i want to remind you again about our sponsor we're going to pass it over to them for a moment you. Yeah, you. You know you've always wanted to go to Paris. Well, now's your chance. If you go with Select International Tours, the sponsor of today's Awakened Catholic Show episode, you can join Claire Swinarski from the Catholic Feminist Podcast, as well as author and speaker Catherine Whitaker, along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a once-in-a-lifetime San River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Visit and venerate the Sister Saints of France in Yeux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. Sacre bleu- Ugh. Learn more by visiting selectinternationaltours dot com slash awaken.
1: Okay, so Father Mike Schmitz was was commenting on the fact that um, you didn't tell your name, like when God finally reveals His name, Yahweh. Um, it, it came through a long series of events and it wasn't just revealed immediately um, because, or not because people at that time, but people at that time didn't reveal their names to someone. Um, and I just, I, I was thinking about how far we've come from even that, where like the revelation of your Christian family name was something that is is precious and is only reserved for certain people. Um,
0: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, all the connections here, right? modesty and the, yeah. So again, going back to this, the preciousness of this, um, I think, so there's the, there's kind of on the individual level, but then you're starting to get at this is that there's more of a social function of this on how mm-hmm. that, that self revelation functions more on a social level in terms of honor and respect. Mm-hmm. And like
1: that. Yeah. So actually um, the catechism section on the eighth commandment, it's really good. Um, thou shalt not, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Yeah. Um, is really good. Yeah, it was long. hard for me to pick out only a couple of quotes because I just wanted to read it all to you.
0: <laughs> and and again, again, another quick aside here, just yeah. the catechism. I mean, members of, of awakened Catholic nation and people who are watching on YouTube and podcast. Oh my gosh. Read the catechism. Pick out, think of, of some topic. Yeah. Look it up in the catechism because it is a treasure trove. It's, it's, surprisingly readable and so chock full of awesome stuff so yeah give us an example of that so um
1: 2479 from the catechism of the catholic church honor is the social witness to human dignity honor giving honor is the social witness to human dignity I mean, that, that blew my mind the other day when I read it. And then the catechism says that everyone enjoys a natural right, yeah. a right to the honor of his name and his reputation.
0: Yeah. It, it, so what does honor mean? I mean, we, we can about respecting other people's reputations. Again, not talking bad about them. We're going to get into the, the gossip and stuff. Well, later honor
1: here. is the public, right. the social yeah. witness to someone's dignity. hmm when I think of honor, like when I say it to the kids, like honor your father and your mother, I'm like, what the heck does honor even mean? Yeah. But it's to give witness to the dignity. Right. That like, that really makes me think about how I've lived 2020. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you think of other things too. Yeah. Like the way that you speak about offices, like government offices and you know, people and their reputations. I think about also... um just like manners and and uh, acts of courtesy that those are again social they're so a social language we use to witness to each other's dignity you know there are certain things that we say or certain ways we compose ourselves at 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 a meal or certain ways we greet people and those are those are socially developed bits of language and mm-hmm. culture but they're used to witness to the fact that hey we're all humans and we all have this dignity we all deserve to have this dignity recognized, even mm-hmm. if we don't know each other yet, or even if we do maybe know too much about each other, mm-hmm. we still, in a social way, we we witness to the dignity of the human person.
1: You know where I first learned that? Where? It was from the movie Blast from the Past oh, with yeah. Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Um, so he's like this guy who is in this bunker because they thought a nuclear bomb hit LA, but it was just like a plane freak crashed in their backyard and they got into their bunker. And so they're coming up like years later, Christopher Walken. is oh my in gosh, it. It's yeah. amazing. If <laughs> you haven't seen blast from the past, you really should. It's pretty tame. It's pretty yeah. tame. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not for children, uh, <laughs> but he was saying that. So this guy from the sixties or, you know, who was born in the sixties or whatever is saying, or seventies, I don't know, um, is saying that on earth, Manners are a way of showing that you have respect for the other person. And the the, the guy he was with us was like, oh, I thought manners was just a way to show that you're better than them. <laughs> and I was just like, manners are a way of showing other people that you have respect for them. Yeah. You know, the catechism says honor is the social witness to human dignity. So manners are really a way of showing that you have human dignity. I'm, I'm validating that that God has ordained that because you are a human being, you have dignity and you're created in his, and that, in, in his image. And
0: that may be even a side of how I personally feel about someone, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I am yeah. supposed to uh, treat this person as a child of God, even if I, I don't get along with them very well. Mm-hmm. And so the manners are this way, this codified way in which we, again, we, we do justice to that person. And mm-hmm. that's what the, the catechism is getting at here, that it's a, it's a matter of justice to, in you know, a, in a social way, not tear down someone's reputation mm-hmm. or not to act in in a way that causes that that um hmm, that devalues the witness to that person's mm-hmm. dignity that that's in the social context that's part of yeah. justice
1: so a reputation a yeah. person's reputation is the truth of our interior lives as other people understand it mm-hmm. so not our interior lives but the but Our interior lives as other people understand it when someone reveals through words that they are choosing I'm sorry when someone reveals themselves through words they are choosing to reveal their interior life to the person that they're talking to and an abuse of the interior life of another person is an abuse against their dignity as a person it is an abuse against the very core of what it means to be human and this is why gossip Mm. can become a grave offense or a mortal sin because you become responsible for killing the other person in the eyes of other people. So the reputation is our interior life as other people understand it. And when you kill the interior life of another person to other people, Mm. you're killing what makes them human and Made in the image and likeness of God.
0: You know, elsewhere in that section, um, I think. Let's
1: see. I feel like I'm just saying. I feel like I need to go to confession right well, now.
0: Yeah. You know, later on in that same section on the Catechism, it notes. I think it's quoting someone. Every good Christian ought to be more ready to give a favorable interpretation to another's statement than to condemn it, uh, et cetera. Um, like, it, it is a it is a right and just practice when we meet new people to assume the best about them to to focus on the, the the reality of their dignity even before we know them before we know their interior life we 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 know that they're child of god we know they have dignity and so we want to we want to uh, meet them kind of a, with a clean slate and so again going back to what you were talking about reputation there the idea that we might reveal someone else's interior life or cause other people to make assumptions about their interior life about mm-hmm. who they are so that t- to cause a situation where We cause someone to prejudge someone else. We prejudice them against someone else by either revealing something true but embarrassing about them, or by revealing something, saying something false or malicious about them. Like that's a that's a grave offense because we set that person up. It can be a grave. Right. Well, I mean, I
1: don't want to. I don't want to say. I'm not a priest, (laughs) but it can be. It can become a grave. It's a grave
0: matter. You know, like we see that that's a big deal. Because we can imagine ourselves that happening to us mm-hmm. to meet someone and to realize, oh, this person already assumes the worst about me mm-hmm. because of what someone else said or revealed. I mean, I th- oh, mm-hmm. that's
1: it's its yeah. hard even in today's language. Like sometimes I say a word yeah. and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this word means that to them that I'm part of a certain clan You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, I can't even use language. Like I made a joke uh, maybe a year ago. I said something like woke and I had zero idea that that had anything (laughs) to do with anything. (laughs) And I was just like, so I can't even use language. I can't even use language because I don't know if now that language comes with a prejudice against me and puts me in, in a box of someone that I may or may not be.
0: That's an interesting point. We'll have to dig into that more some other time about how you know, sort of the ways that we go about our modern public discourse uh, cause, uh, well, cause additional damage to this ability to to self-reveal mm-hmm. because we prejudice each other against each other mm-hmm. by having these loaded terminologies so that when you say something, oh, I already know, I know you're probably yeah. voted this and you probably think this, you probably think that mm-hmm. I already have you figured out. And that prevents you from really being able to yeah. hear that person and let them reveal themselves to you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, powerful stuff.
1: So um, just a little bit on the specific ways in which a person's interior life can be attacked. And we we know the words for these, but we'll get into them a little bit differently. So gossip. Gossip is one term. Um, Is any time that you reveal the facts of the interior life of another person. So any time that you reveal the facts of interior life of another person. So not
0: really, again, not really necessarily bad stuff necessarily,
1: but to to reveal
0: stuff that's not yours to reveal mm-hmm. you know again that's i think we we're talking about earlier that um there's a sort of a modesty there, realizing that if someone shared this with me that's theirs to reveal mm-hmm. and that's a very precious thing that they shared it with me but it's not necessarily mine to share with someone else mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a, a modesty a care of that other person's interior life if they've entrusted it to me i have to be very careful about what i do with that
1: yeah yeah um slander so i think slander, slander and calumny We've heard, I, I think we've heard the word calumny, but maybe um, only in a religious sense. So perhaps calumny is the religious word for slander. But slander is similar to gossip, but that the things that are revealed about the person are not true or are said with a malicious intent. So for example, it could be intentional or unintentional. Like for example, ignorance. You believe something to be a true of a person but you have no proof. Right. So that would be slander or calumny. Um, but either way, you want the person with whom you are speaking to think badly of this person with this particular information. Right. Um, so a- another example that Andrew gave is like spreading a rumor that someone hates you and is trying to ruin your life because you can just feel it. Right. Like you have no, Oh gosh, I feel like that's 2020 a hundred percent <laughs> of the t- Like, Like you just feel it. You have this gut instinct that this thing is happening. And so you're telling everybody about your gut instinct about this person. So that's slander. Do you have any?
0: Just, oh my gosh, it's just just, uh, very challenging stuff. Um, Again, there's so many examples of it. If we just think about the way that we and other people interact on social media, for example, which is just our, our common vice as a culture, mm-hmm. it seems like these days.
1: Or even just like, I feel like I can't read any news anywhere mm-hmm. without it being full of all of these things I just read. Right. Like I was just reading a piece by what I think may be a really great Catholic news source. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm not talking about Pete Range's stuff, which I think is also probably going to be a really great Catholic news source, mm-hmm. um, but I was I was reading this and I I noticed that they wanted me to feel bad about this particular bishop. And so before getting into what the article was actually about, they started with, this is the bishop who earlier this year did this, said this, challenged this. And they gave three things right up front and then got into it. And I, I recognized that pattern and you see it in bigger articles like Atlantic or Times where they do big, long articles and they have the time to set up. Who this person is where before you even get into the meat of what's going on, you already have these prejudices against these people and you can't get information in the news without. I mean, I don't believe that you can Mm -hmm. get information in the news today. And I'm talking about news like across the board, journalism across the board. We have to recognize this problem. Without gossip. Well, maybe not gossip, but like slander and detraction and calumny. Um, Yeah, is your news, is the information
0: that you're consuming, this is a good examination of conscience for all of us, are we consuming information that is prejudicing us against Mm -hmm. other people, whether it's public figures, whether it's the people around us who maybe have different opinions than us? Mm -hmm. Are we listening to the news that's constantly training us in these vices, Mm -hmm. these vices of prejudging other people, of assuming the worst of other people, of assuming that we know the interior life Mm -hmm. and that there are bad people? Because that prevents us from our Christian witness, which is to... Go to those people with the, their dignity as children of mm-hmm. God, for, first and f- uh, foremost in our minds and in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And then allow really listening when that person talks, when they reveal themselves to us, really trying to listen to that, not prejudge it, not assume we understand it, really try to learn from that. I mean, like, if, if we're consuming information that's, that's training us in those vices, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. And I think that's where most of our culture is. Like, we're all yeah. part of that.
1: I've had to take myself back from all news sources like mm. for for a long time we didn't consume any news and then the shutdown happened in 2020 and it's like maybe we need to turn on the news right now but i've since taken myself back and just realized that like like i did one tiny little thing which is like i signed up for my local county sheriff's notifications mm. so that if something happens if the coronavirus <laughs> you know if If I can't leave my house again,
0: it'll it'll get like it comes to
1: me through the sheriff's office as just like an APB bulletin, you know, like that's what an APB is. Um, But because I don't want to even put the prejudices in my mind, just trying to figure out what it's legal for me to do today, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or like what the what social rules I need to follow right now. It was, it's too much to even go to like my local Toledo news station. Right. I had to just sign up. I had to, I had to notice that within myself and like just sign up from the, the with the sheriff mm-hmm. so that I didn't, I can just understand what I need to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let's summarize from kind of where we've been here. I mean, again, the main, the main point that we began with is that words, our uh, language uh, and our, our self revela- revelation of our interior life of our hearts is a precious thing. You know, it's a, it's a precious thing. And so we ought to do it uh, prudently, carefully, you know, in the context of our relationships in real, uh, in real ways that are building up our relationships. But then the implications of that, uh, the, the social implications of that are the, you know, what that means about reputations and honor and how that functions in a social context. But then the implications of all the ways that that can go wrong when we abuse someone else's self-revelation to us or when we prejudice someone else against someone else by either revealing true things about that person that weren't ours to reveal or by implying or, or, or saying things that we don't even know if are true about that person. Those are, we, we can see that those are, are grave matters, that those are really serious things because again, we can imagine them happen to us or maybe they have happened to us. Maybe we have had situations where we've really been, uh, we've really borne the brunt of that kind of of abuse of, of gossip of slander calumny of detraction they're they're big deals because we know that that our heart our interior life that's something precious you know that we we bestow you know on a friend or a family member we reveal ourselves and so it's a it, yeah, it's just a precious thing
1: yeah i guess so how do we live if we accept that as our new reality yeah That what I express to people about my interior life is precious Mm. and what they express to me about their interior life is precious and that it's, it's really a spiritual act. You know, it's not just, I'm saying words out of my mouth, but it's, it is a mirror image of God who reveals himself to us and we reveal ourselves to other people. Um, Andrew says that we are called in all of our faults and imperfections to learn how to trust to stand before others without fig leaves covering our most vulnerable areas. So uh, he he says something else, but I, I wanted to focus on that because, so if we're to take social media out of this for yeah. <laughs> forever, but like for this particular example, and we're just thinking about our family, you know, our, maybe our spouse boyfriend girlfriend our family the people who we live in the same house with our roommates or whatever and then the people who are within our actual sphere of influence and we wanted to honor the fact that our self-revelation means something yeah you know i would ask yourself like how should i go about i mean for me i think i would just i would want to have more of my close friends over hmm for dinner or whatever or drinks just so that i can i have an opportunity to reveal myself to them first Mm -hmm. and have them reveal themselves to me you know um may not be possible for everyone right now but just just how you know like that would be my first step my first step would be let's have someone over (laughs) you know let's have somebody i love whose interior life i want to hear more about and i want to reveal myself to. over Mm -hmm. about you babe
0: I had something and I can't remember what it was now because I was yapping. Uh, No, it's all right. No, but I mean that, yeah, it's a good thing to sit with, you know, it is such a precious thing that we have. Um, and so we need to do, Oh, I know what the thing I was going to say was that we, we have, it is probably the case that we've all experienced a bit of that fall in our life. We've experienced a self revelation that didn't land. You know, we, we shared our hearts and the other person didn't seem to care or they didn't react the way we would expect and so that hurt us mm-hmm. or we may have shared ourselves with somebody and then had a friend betray us or gossip about us or or you know inadvertently reveal something that that hurt us we've all experienced that and so the difficulty is or the challenge is and that's what uh, again you ref- reference that bit from from Andrew's talk that we need to have courage and walk with God and still try again mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, I think we think of this in, in our in our marriage and our family. Like, it's very easy with with hurts we've all experienced to then be, go through life guarded, mm-hmm. go through life holding our heart back from other people because we don't want to get hurt anymore. We have to have courage to to step back out. Yeah, you know, because it, it it is worth it. I mean, the relationships, mm-hmm. love. I mean, like they they depend on that kind of thing. That's what they're that's what they're made out of. And so it, it's difficult. It's tough. But with grace, we can can still strike back out there you know and and connect yeah so
1: um oh there was one more question that came up Mm. i remember in the classroom of kids when andrew was doing this is that is there room for venting Mm. so i'm a an extrovert i have no interior monologue i didn't realize people had interior monologues like i i got nothing.
0: they do (laughs) (laughs) turns out they did (laughs) so
1: when i process things i either have to talk quietly to myself Which is what my grandma doesn't happen very often. Which is what my Uh, grandma. I remember. Oh, she's God rest her soul. She's dead. This isn't Gaza.
0: (laughs) We better land this plane pretty soon. But
1: continue. (laughs) But I need to say things out loud to another human being, or I will like spiral into this craziness. And so luckily I have a husband who takes a lot of my vent, you know, um, and is able to like say it back to me in a way that makes sense, which is what I, I need. Um, but so if you're venting, if you need to say things out loud and have another person work them through with you, um, the advice Andrew gave is that, uh, I'm going to read it, um, Yes, but we must be careful to cherish other people's reputations. The best way to do this is to not reveal the identities of the other people, but simply stick to specific Mm. situations and then your own feelings and observations. Um, And if you do, sometimes I do find, though, that I need to talk to somebody who knows the other person Mm. so that I can so that they can actually give me good advice. And um, when I do, I, I have to be really careful who like, I'm not going to go to my friend who I know is a gossip or who I know likes to hold grudges against people. I have friends who like to hate other people. (laughs) They just do. Um, And it's part of their, whatever, whatever, their temperaments vices, you sure. know, I'm not saying there's my friend. Um, but I don't go to those people when I want advice about a specific person, I would go to my husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like a spiritual director or somebody, a, a priest or somebody who you know can mm-hmm. keep is, can will cherish the other person's reputation yeah. too.
0: So a lot of it comes down to, again, our, our favorite virtue, your prudence, you know, mm-hmm. that when we, there, there is a place, especially again, if you're a, a verbal external processor you know of your ideas and your <laughs> feelings that there's a place for that but uh, prudence uh, helps uh, helps us to guide that conversation It needs to if it's going to happen it needs to be the right person the right time the right way mm-hmm. and a careful revelation that that is 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 careful not to say too much or to prejudice the other person and and, and with another person that you think can handle it without it causing them prejudice or causing them uh you know to see maybe to see the person negatively unnecessarily so yeah a lot well, of prudence there a lot of prudence
1: we're going to link the catechism the catechism bit on Fiction. this yeah. the catechism section on gossip and slander yeah. um in our show notes and i hope that this episode was a really good examination of conscience
0: yeah as well, we get as we, we move, move towards to lent yeah. because
1: i know i want to go <laughs> to get after reading
0: these things we'd love to hear your reflections we'd love to hear your thoughts again i feel like this is this is one of those things where it's it's a drop in the water with a lot of ripples where we all can be considering it and thinking of it more again we'd love to know your thoughts your reflections uh additional uh you know maybe applications of this applications implications of just how precious it is to reveal your heart to other yeah. people you know so yeah. yeah let us know there in the comments or uh, whether this is on youtube or social social media where it happens app. to be but the best place to leave your comments is to come on over to the awaken catholic app you can go to the awakenapp.io or download it from um, you know the app stores the various app stores that's the place we'd love to hear from you we'd love to discuss these issues more because we're here to help each other mm-hmm. grow in holiness grow in virtue grow closer to christ um, and to continue to pursue the truth, the goodness and beauty yeah, yeah. in ordinary ways, like we I talk about here. So thanks again for joining us for this episode of what's our show called elevate ordinary. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed Season it. Two. We <laughs> hope that it has edified for, for you. Uh, and again, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you're, uh, if you like the show and what we're doing uh, here at Awaken Catholic, we'd invite you to become a partner with us. So visit awakencatholic.org, uh, and click that donate button perhaps, um,